With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up? Jason Tatum here. Ball up wherever you are with NBA 2K Mobile. Playing game events to collect NBA legends and rising stars to assemble your dream team and settle things on the court. Download NBA 2K Mobile now on the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with John Zakak and this is now episode 49. John is a guest on the show today because River and Jack could not make it. They'll probably be able to make it next episode or next week. But in this episode, it's an all NFL episode. We're going to talk about the Tua versus the Mahomes matchup. If Derrick Henry is the best running back in the NFL, the Bills win over the Steelers, Washington's defense, and our prediction for the NFC West. And we're going to talk about Jalen Hurts' first start. Then we're going to finish off the episode with NFL Pick'em Week 15 and our top 10 teams heading into Week 15. So, man, glad to have you on back. Yes, sir. It's been a while. Last time you were here, the setup was completely different. Yes. Uh, upgraded look. I love it, man. Looking yeah. Looking more professional, bro. Props <laughs> to you, man. Last time <laughs> you were here, the lights was totally different. Everything mm-hmm. was congested. Upgraded. So, yeah, we upgraded. upgraded crazy. Yes, sir. So it's going to be a great episode. Mm-hmm. You told me you was watching football all day yesterday all day NFL red zone man <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're gonna get right into it first topic the one o'clock game Chiefs versus Dolphins a lot of hype because of Tua versus Mahomes mm-hmm. and I guess we could talk about the game for a little bit but the, the question we really want to answer is who played better Tua or Patrick Mahomes well if you look at the numbers Mahomes threw for 393 24 for 34 Tua went 316 for 28 for 38, he had two touchdowns a pick. Moan had two touchdowns, three picks. I mean, like, early on, you're going to say Tua was playing better than Mahomes. But then, like, you know, you can never count Patrick Mahomes out. You know, you always you always got to think about, like, the offense that the Chiefs run. They're an air raid offense. They're going to throw the ball. He, what, has, like, five interceptions on the year? Yeah, five now, yeah. Okay, so exactly, three in one game. So it's like... He's bound to have a game that, you know, he throw, throws a couple bad reads. You know, he had that one play. He, like, tried to outrun the DN, got like got tackled, like, fourth and 41. Like, you know, a couple bad plays. But, like, then he makes it up with throwing that deep ball to uh, Tyreek Hill. Uh, Travis Kelsey had, like, 136 receiving yards. Like, you know, he, he still did what he had to do. Yep. And, like, on the other end, he had, like, in the beginning, the Dolphins were looking good. I'm not even going to cap. Like, Tua was looking good, making smart reads, running the ball when he had to. But, like, you know, later in the game, it's just like they just couldn't keep up. You know, like, yeah, they got that touchdown light game to get the, you know, the backdoor cover, you know, because the Chiefs are minus seven and a half. So, you know, they don't even cover the spread on that last, like, late game touchdown. So, it's tough because. You're seeing Tua's first matchup against a good defense. Like, let's see what he got. Because the last two starts, I'm not going to lie, he didn't look like anything special. Mm-hmm. Like, and he looked bad against the Broncos. Yeah, like, 
if you just look at the way the Dolphins play with Fitzmagic, like they're air, they're air raiding the ball. They're trying to move the ball down the field, let him sit in the pocket, you know, like. But with him, it's like you could just see the playbook is limited. So they kind of try to open it up a little bit against the Chiefs, and he didn't play bad, but you know he didn't. That's you know, the reigning MVP, Super Bowl champ. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So it's like, gonna be hard to outshine him. Yeah, exactly. If anything. Yeah, like he did. Like like I said, Pat Mahomes did turn the ball over three times. It's that, that's unacceptable, but to come back and get the win just kind of shows you who Patrick Mahomes is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I got the stats right here. If you look at the stats, Mahomes. Played better. He had more yards in Tua. The same touch. Well, Tua had one more touchdown, a rushing touchdown, because he had yeah. one a rushing one too. Mm-hmm. He had more interceptions, but his QBR and his quarterback rating were both better than Tua. Mm-hmm. And Patrick Mahomes' interceptions weren't like his fault. The first one was, it was picked like a, off a tip the, pass. Yeah, right? the first one was a tip tipped off a of Van Van Ginkle tipped it, mm-hmm. and then the other one was kind of tipped. Tony Romo said it was, yeah, tipped, it was tipped, but I wasn't tipped. sure if it really was. I mean, but I guess even you give it to, that yeah, to him, you know what I'm yeah, saying? It's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you give it to him. If that Tony Romo said it, so I believe it. Mm-hmm. So that's two tip passes that turn into interceptions. So in reality, I'm thinking that, you know, Mahomes really throws one. Yeah, really just threw one. But yeah. two or two, like two had an interception, but it was tipped up. Yeah, that, and that Tyron is true. Matthew it, was, it was tipped up, and Tyron just came through, yeah. scooped it up real quick. If you look at the stats, it shows that Mahomes played better. But look, I'm going to go with two. I think Tua played better this game. And that's totally fine, and that doesn't change my stance on Tua overall mm-hmm. because I made a video about how I think Tua is going to be a game manager. And if Dolphins fans, if you're watching, there's, there's nothing to, there's, there's nothing wrong, wrong with about that. It, you know? Jimmy Garoppolo is winning a lot. Yeah. you know. And I'm going to talk about the game first, and I'm going to talk about Tua. But Tua's playing exceptional until one of his teammates rolled his ankle. And then Tua had to get taped up, yeah. and he came back. And some of his throws weren't that good because I you mean you can't really, st- yeah, you can't really step into your throw like that. Like but, I will say, yeah, like against the defense, like you know they're they're looking for Super Bowl, bro. Like Chiefs are like Super Bowl or bust right now. So like for him to put up three hundred yards on that defense, you know, like he, he had a good game. Like he looked good. Mm-hmm. Like, Devontae say, Parker yeah, was hurt. He exactly. was out. He got so imagine out. Imagine he plays that game. You know, like he probably. You know, throws him another touchdown because Devontae Parker is there, you know, in the end zone. We're going to one-on-one. Let's get him the ball. Type mm-hmm. thing, you know? I mean, the Dolphins' best receivers, because Mike Gusecki got hurt later in the game, too. But he went off. Yeah, he was going He was, he going, was going off. off. But Lynn Bowden Jr., who was a third-round pick that got cut by the Raiders, or he got traded from the Raiders to the Dolphins, Matt Collins, and Jakeem Grant. These aren't notable names. Tua on the last drive should have had an interce- should have had an interception because – uh, the linebacker from the yeah. Chiefs, Neiman, he just dropped it. That was right through his yeah. hands. Yeah, <laughs> but when, when, like, the Dolphins, Tua, he could be a good quarterback, especially when you think about the draft picks that the Dolphins have and cap space. They got Devontae Parker, who I think is a – he's a low-tier wide receiver one. Yeah. But in the draft, they have the Texans pick. It's going to be a top pick. If they get Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle. And now they have Devontae Parker. Or Jamar Chase, maybe. Yeah, or Jamar Chase. Devontae Parker, Devontae Smith. That's a and Mike Gasecki, that's a hell of a receiving core. Yeah. And with the other first round pick, get a lineman. You also like, gotta like see how the league is trending right now exactly. with quarterbacks. Like, so if they surround players. him with talent, then he'll be fine. He'll do his thing. Mm-hmm. But my take is that I just don't see him becoming a top five or top ten quarterback. And I d I, 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 so I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't think we'll ever be saying like, like, damn, like two was really about to lead the Dolphins to like a Super Bowl. 
The like, Dolphins might make like, one because their roster is going to be so stacked in a couple years with all the draft picks and cap space. But do I think like he solely is going to be the reason for it? I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, like I don't think so. And also, like he also he's always going to be playing against good competition in the AFC. So it's like you got to kind of keep up with all the other competition that you have. So he's always going to like be looked at as you know you're playing in the AFC. Look who else is in the AFC. Like, so for him to be considered, like, even a top five quarterback in the AFC is going to be difficult. Yeah. Now you're talking about the league. Mahomes, Watson, Lamar Jackson. Um, you could say Big Ben. I, I would put it. I, I can see I him being know. better than I, Big I Ben. I don't like him at all. Like, I can see him being better. People will say that. Well, I can see him. Josh Allen right now. Oh, Josh Allen for sure. <laughs> the, the the Jets, when they get Trevor Lawrence, he won't. He, he'll be the third best quarterback in the AFC East when the Jets get Trevor Lawrence. If they do, I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> but Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and then we go, go to the NFC. So Aaron, Aaron, oh, ten, I'll well, put Ten I mean, Hill. He, he's, uh, he They're can, like the same I tier. I mean, this year he's not what he was last year, but, you know. Aaron Rodgers, um, Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. Like, uh, you got guys that's going to be better than two. Like, that's why I don't see him being top I, ten. Like, like, some people don't think it. Like, Dak, before he got injured, like, he, he's not bad either. Like, I don't think Tua would be better than Dak. I think, I think it's debatable. I, I, I see where you're coming from. But just talking about the game, because I, I think that Tua had a slightly better game. Mm-hmm. But the game itself just proved that it's hard as hell to beat the Chiefs. Yeah. Like, you make like, them turn it over four times, and they and still you beat you. Them. Yeah, like, you, they're putting up over 400 yards of offense. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like bro, the Chiefs were turned the ball over three times, and like the they managed to beat up, like, 18 points, like 28 to 10 at one point. Yeah, like, they scored 28 unanswered points. Yeah, like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so hard to really beat the Chiefs, bro. That's yeah. why, you know, you got to give credit where it's due. Tua played well against a good team, 100%. and that's fine. That's 100%. fine, you know. But I think, yeah, I I love the Dolphins team, though. Like, you know, outside of two, I I like two or two as a quarterback, but I just love their team, their defense, their coaching. Defense is definitely Mm -hmm. stepping up this year. I think their first in takeaways, like tied with the Steelers in takeaways. Like you said, coaching, man. It starts with all the coaching, and their coach is really getting them in the right direction, like making them play winning football, like starting a good coach, like a winning culture. Now just, all right, let's go and play. Like, no, like they want to go out there and win every single week, and, Mm -hmm. and it shows. And they play with a bunch of effort, too. Mm-hmm. That's why, I mean, Mahomes' first, like, bad game of his career. Like, the first, yeah, this is, like, the right. first, like, bad game, but yeah. I didn't even think it was that bad of a game. I thought it was a whatever game for him. So the three and toes and makes it one of the worst games of his career. Yeah, yeah you know like, that's it. And now he has five interceptions on the on the season, and I forget how many touchdowns. Yeah, a lot of touchdowns. He has, though. like, a lot of touchdowns. He has, like, probably 30-plus, because I know Rodgers has 39 touchdowns on a year. Because, mm-hmm. I mean... Kelsey and, and Hill are going off for, like, two or at least one, like, almost every game. Kelsey leads the league in receiving yards right now. Over Metcalf after this week? Yeah. Jeez. So he might finish the league as a tight end, number one in receiving yards. I got my fantasy, yards. dog. <laughs> <laughs> my fantasy team flopped, bro. Wow, I got a, I had a first round bye, man. I'm looking to, I'm looking to go, for the, go for it all. <laughs> Damn, bro, you're lucky, man. I was 9-2 and two and didn't have a first round bye. I got Right now, I got Kyler, James Robinson, Dalvin Cook, Tyler Lockett, A.J. Brown, Kelsey, Chiefs D, and Booker. I'm all in on the Chiefs, man. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to go to the next topic. This one is about Derrick Henry. Mm. And yesterday, he had another great performance. He put up 200 rushing yards on the Jaguars. That's his second 
200 yard rushing game of the year. And at this point, I don't think anybody can really say that Derrick Henry is not the best running back in the league. The only guy I think is there is Dalvin Cook, but I take Derrick Henry. It's tough, bro, because it all depends on what your team is trying to do offensively. Like when you guys, when you got guys like Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey, like you could always say like they can do things that Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry can't. Like you can line up Derrick Henry wide and Christian McCaffrey wide and run them on a route, but like I don't really see Derrick Henry being out wide and like telling him yo run a slant. Yeah, he's not that type or of. Or Dalvin back. Cook, yo, you know, go go run like a like a dig or like you know an in and out like you know five yard in and out like I don't see him doing that. But you know Christian McCaffrey, Kamara, like they can do that. You can line them up anywhere on the offense, and you know they're a threat. So like. Derrick Henry's a beast, man. You can't deny that. Big, he's he's a monster. For as a as a running back size, he's fast, strong, best stiff arm in the league. Like you don't want you don't want him running at you. But like the way the NFL is going right now with the running back position, it's not just oh like being a runner. If you're talking about best running back, like runner in the league, Derrick Henry by far. But like what the running back position is now. I don't know. It's tough. Like, you know, you could say, like, you know, is McCaffrey or Kamara up there? Like, obviously, Dalvin Cook is, you know, he's up there, too. Like, it's, but it's always, it's just really what I think is, what's what's your system and what are you trying to do? Who do you got on the outside? Like, are you a run-heavy team? Like, you know, Titans, they want to, you know they're running the ball. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not a secret. Vikings, they're running the ball. Like, the Saints, you know, they're doing a whole bunch of stuff for Kamara. Like, they, like, the, the Panthers, a whole bunch of stuff. So it's like, it's tough, man. Like, but like runner though, he is the best runner. The only reason I wouldn't pick Kamara is because even though Kamara is a great receiving back, I don't think he's a three down back. Like he's yeah, not. He's you're right. That's they why they use, put in Latavius Murray. Mm -hmm, they they use Latavius Murray for those instances. And when you just look at Derrick Henry, he's he leads. Yeah, he yes. leads the NFL in rushing, a thousand five hundred rushing yards. <clears throat> Last year he had a thousand five hundred rushing yards and sixteen touchdowns. This year he has 14 touchdowns, tied first with Dalvin Cook. He has the most 20-yard runs in the NFL. He's only fumbled once, and Dalvin Cook has fumbled three times. And when you talk about the running back position and teams wanting to pay for that position, we know that teams are very hesitant to pay top dollar for running backs. Saquon Barkley. They say Quan Barkley. Like, he just got hurt, <laughs> you know so you saying? don't. He's about to get a bag. Exactly. Derrick Henry has lived up to every penny of his contract. 100%. When you look at the top five runners, the, the top five guys that are getting paid the most, it's Ezekiel Elliott, which I don't think he deserves that, you know, especially the way he flopped on my fantasy team this past week. <laughs> Yo, yeah. You know, this against the was, Bengals. Yeah. So Zeke has not been that level of player for uh, like two years definitely, now. Definitely trending down. Mm -hmm. Christian McCaffrey, I love him, but he's been hurt all year. Oh, screwed me mm -hmm. in one of my leagues, man. And then Alvin Kamara, I like him. He deserves that money, but he's not. I don't think he's a three-down back, and Dalvin deserves it. But Derrick Henry, the only reason I put him over to those other guys is because he's the only one I feel like has had dominant performances in the playoffs and yeah. has carried his team in the playoffs. 100%. This past playoffs, he had 446 yards, two touchdowns, and he damn near beat the Ravens single-handedly. And, and the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was dominating them. Yeah, 
That is facts. Like, like you said, his resume speaks for itself. And, like, you want him on your team, 100%. But I just think that having him on your team limits you to being able to pass to the running back. Because you do know, like, like, like you said, like we both agree, third down, third and one, you know you're running the ball with Derrick Henry. Like, nine times out of ten, they're running the ball. At least they should. They should. Yeah. They should. But, like, if it's, like, a first down, let's say, and, and like, you, your guys on the outside are struggling, you're not really going to look to him as, a like, let's get you the ball in space, whatever. No, it's, like, let's get you through the tackles and, you know, do what you do best. But, like, you do got a good point. Like, you know, third down is one of the, like, third and short is one of the hardest things to do right now in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And having a back like him gives you an advantage every single time. Because all he's got to do is fall forward, man. Like, he, and yeah. he's a big guy. And that's why all, all I, the only person I think has competition, especially this year, for that best running back spot is, is Dalvin Cook. Especially with what he's doing with that mediocre offensive line yes. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's it's very, like you said, it's a very subjective question. It's, it's really based on preference. Because yeah. a lot of people prefer different backs. I know some people aren't very sold on Derrick Henry. Yeah, I know a lot of people, you ask them that question, they're going to say, without a hesitation, McCaffrey. Exactly. Like, I mean, he was a 1K rusher and 1K receiver as well. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like that only goes so far because when you're that type of level, because McCaffrey, I don't feel like he can do what Derrick Henry could do because he's not as no. big, and he. I don't think he can have those dominant running performance that I've seen Derrick Henry has because Derrick Henry, even when – like they stuff yard rushing yes. game is like, like even when they stuff the line, it's like Derrick Henry finds a way to break tackles. And, yeah. and once he gets to the second level, it if over, you if there's yeah. one guy to miss, yeah. he's not gonna try to make a miss. He's just gonna truck him and run him over and then go. Yeah, that's like it. Derrick Henry is a super shifty back, a strong back. He's six four. If you get him in space, bro, he's outrunning like safeties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Like he's he's just a freak of nature, bro. And I, I feel like I don't know, man. I would take Derrick Henry. Earlier in the year, I actually picked Dalvin as, like, the best running back that's having the best season. But I think Derrick Henry has surpassed him these past couple of weeks at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah. Like, who doesn't want Derrick Henry now? I just think, like, why? Like, it might be a little too early to, to say because, like, you know, the Titans lost a lot of games they should not have lost this year. And the Vikings won games this year that they shouldn't have won. And lost, too. They yeah, shouldn't have like, lost. Like that game against um, the Packers, the Vikings played. Like, Dalvin Cook led them to that win. Like, he had over 100 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Like, you know, like that was all him. But then again, you look yesterday, like, that's all Derrick Henry. That win is solely because, you know, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown had a great touchdown grab, you know. But, like, you know, you, without that 200 rushing yards, they probably don't win the game. Like, what do you have, three touchdowns? You know, like. Three rushing touchdowns yesterday? Two. I'm pretty sure he had two, yeah. Regardless, you know, that's 14 points just up, you know, just from him. That's exactly. Big. That's big. Mm-hmm. But Not everybody's know, doing that. I just think it's preference, man. Like, what what is your team trying to do? And what is the system you're trying to run? Like, I think he would fit in in most teams in the NFL right now, especially in the NFC. And in the AFC, like, for what they're doing, the Titans, great fit. He could even fit great with uh, the Ravens. They're power, yeah. They were a power mm-hmm. run team. He would be great there. But when you talk about like Kansas City, it wouldn't be such a great fit. Not at all. Like they wouldn't like Ceh. Like he's their like first, second down back. But like they got Lev Bell to throw the ball to him. 
Like you put Derrick Henry there, it's like you know his his touches are gonna go down, his yards, like everything. So it's it would just it wouldn't even make sense. Yeah, like maybe even somewhere like the Steelers, he could you know shine still. He has to be a feature back. He can't be used yeah. as a as like, a as a third down running back. He has to be the feature guy, and I feel like anywhere he goes, he should be the feature guy because yeah, exactly. he's just that good. But the Bills, the Bills beat the uh, the Steelers yesterday, yep. Sunday night football, and I don't know. There, there's two takes on this, two ways people want to look at it. People either say the Bills are for real and they can make a run, or the Steelers are pretenders. Bro, I'm gonna say one thing, bro. The Steelers are the biggest frauds in the NFL. Man. Yeah, we're gonna talk about this. Like, we're gonna talk about how worried we are about the Steelers next segment. But this one is about the Bills. Do you think that the Bills? Have what it takes to make it out the AFC. Do you think that people should be taking them more seriously than they have before? The only reason why I will say no is we've never seen Josh Allen like in the playoffs like shine. Last year they came out first game, uh, not for uh, first drive uh, against the Texans. They run that that trick play. Josh Allen scores a touchdown. They're rolling. They're up two scores, and they go to blow the game. Like. Now, now, like someone, like a team that's like playing them, they're gonna say, no matter how much we're down, we got a shot against the Bills. Like, it all comes down to how sold are you on Josh Allen, because their defense is without a doubt solid, good defense, one of the best in the league. Tre'Davious uh, White, he's still there, yeah, yeah, amazing corner. I love him. Their D line is vicious. They're, I like their linebackers. I think they can keep up with tight. There's some tight ends in the league. Like, but their offense, like, can Josh Allen keep making these plays? Like, he's got his guy in Stephon Diggs. You know, like, since the beginning of the year, they didn't hesitate to feed him and get him yards and, you know, get the ball in his hands and let him make plays. But it's like, I don't know, man. Can Josh Allen really keep playing like this? Like, he's playing like a dog. Your your question is how far they go depends on Josh Allen, if you believe in him or not. I think so. I believe in Josh Allen, man. I, I do. <laughs> I mean, 28 touchdowns, nine interceptions. This is the best season of his career by far. He's developed 100%. so much under Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator. I think all Josh Allen needed was a number one wide receiver. Last year, he showed these flashes, too, with Cole Beasley and John Brown. Mm-hmm. Now, Stephon Diggs is there. Not only is he a 1,000-yard th- receiver already, but Cole Beasley's about to crack a thousand as well. He's been phenomenal off the slot for them. Last last couple of games, he's been playing really well. Yeah, and I just think that Josh Allen is going to be phenomenal. You know, the defense last year they were one of the best, if not the best. This year they took a step back, but they're they're finding their groove again. They dealt yeah, with definitely. some injuries early on. Mm-hmm. They're finding their groove again. Getting hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. The only thing that worries me about the Bills is their running game. That's it. You know, right here, they uh, right here, the, their second leading rusher on the team is Josh Allen with 350 yards. That's a problem. I think Singletary only has like 600 yards rushing. Like they don't have a premier rushing attack. And in the playoffs, that's you what need you to run need. The ball, bro. Yeah, teams that usually win in the playoffs outside of Kansas City Chiefs because they're an anomaly are teams that run the ball well and teams that play elite defense. Exactly. The Bills aren't playing elite defense right now. They're playing good defense, but they're not playing elite defense, and they, they don't have a running game. You know, it's going to have to depend on Josh Allen. The that's, Bills allow a lot of yards. The, the Bills allow a lot of yards, but they're 21st in takeaways. Like, they have 21 takeaways this year. Mm-hmm. 
That's fourth in the NFL. That's big. So they allow yards, but they get they get, they the, get ball the ball back. Yeah. They get the ball back. I think I believe in Josh Allen. I mean, last year their schedule was ridiculously easy. The Buffalo Bills schedule was. And that's why a lot of people said they made the playoffs. But this year, notable wins. They beat the Dolphins. They beat the Rams. They beat the Raiders. They beat the Seahawks. They beat the Steelers. The teams that they lost to were the Chiefs, the Titans, and the Cardinals off a of, of, uh, uh, Hail, Hail Mary. Mary. Yeah. And they should have won that game. Lord. You know, so they have notable wins against against great teams, playoff caliber teams. Definitely, yeah. Outside of the Chiefs, I don't see a team that can really that can beat them in the playoffs. Or I see any team outside of the Chiefs, I can see the Bills winning that game. It's just like, do you trust Josh Allen to throw the ball 35 like plus times a game? I do. I, I don't think I think Josh Allen is different from other dual threat quarterbacks. I like think, you just said, you know, they don't got a run game. Mm-hmm. They like the narrative of the playoffs in the NFL is can you run the ball successfully to set up your play action and your passing and all that. So, you know, like like he's been showing it this year. Like he he's definitely improved since last year. He's playing with his chip on his shoulder right now, especially after last night. You know, he came and wanted to make a statement. He said, you know, like this is all business right now. We're going to get this win. We're going back home on to the next. Mm-hmm. And he did that. And you know, like low scoring game whatever like he got it done against you know who some people might say is one of the best teams in the NFL right now but like to make it out of the AFC is going to be tough they could yeah. definitely go far and they they didn't even start off good against the Steelers no it was the second half that they it really exploded and like I'm not going to lie Stephon Diggs in the playoffs though he is like a premier player like he's shown it Minnesota miracle he's shown yeah. it you know what I'm saying like he he's been in moments, he's done it. Like he has, he's a like a, I would say, like you know, he's a vet in the league now. He's been in the playoffs a few times. He's been in big moments against the Saints. Like um, he wasn't, like, he was, was he on the team last year when they beat? Yeah, the Saints? he was. Yeah, he was beat the Saints again last year in the playoffs. So it's like he's been there beating good teams in the playoffs. So it's like to have that kind of guy in your locker room um, is good, especially to be there for your quarterback who hasn't been in a lot of big playoff games. And has blown leads in the playoffs. So that is going to be good. Like, that's going to be a safety valve. But what's going to suck is teams know that. Teams know, like, Stephon Diggs is going to be their number one guy. So now we're going to take him away. So, like, if you take away Stephon Diggs, I don't think Josh Allen is going to, like, you know, thrive and, you know, like, find everybody else to, like, get you that game. And, you know, if you take away Stephon Diggs, you can't even run the ball. Like, you know, Singletary is. He um, has some good games, but I, some, I yeah. classify him more as a receiving back. The thing like with me Zachary is. Moss either. Like, I don't. Really. The, the thing with me is that I think if you take away Stephon Diggs, I think Cole Beasley is good enough to win one-on-one matchups, especially out of the slot. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think John Brown is good enough, and their rookie Gabriel Davis has really showed out. I'm not sure if John Brown is injured right now. That's why I'm not. I don't want to mention him completely because. I don't know if he's injured or not. I I haven't really heard his name. Yeah, because I haven't seen him play, so he might be injured. He might not be. If you guys know, comment it. But, yeah, I mean, I think I do believe in Josh Allen, but we're going to have to see in the playoffs. I mean. That's what I'm saying. Like, my opinion of him is going to determine how he plays in the playoffs this year. Because regular season, you know, he's been playing like he's the top quarterback right now in the league. Yeah. You can't say that he isn't. Mm -hmm. So, 
playoffs is really going to determine like what people think of him this year. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, if, if it wasn't for Rodgers and Mahomes having ridiculous years, yeah. he might be at the top of the MVP conversation right now if yeah. it wasn't for them. Mm-hmm. Those are the top guys in the league. Yeah. But last year they had off years. Like yeah, Mahomes exactly. had an off year, so did Coming off that, like, Rodgers. Yeah. For them, off years for them. It was yeah. still like great years yeah, for everybody exactly. else. <laughs> and now we're going to transition to the Steelers. They lost to the Bills. We were just talking about the Bills. Are you worried about the Steelers now? Yes, I was. I said the Steelers should win out. If the Steelers don't win out, it's because of them. And like what I think, and I'll, I've said this all season, my like mid season, I, I said when they were like five and zero, six and zero, I said, is the Steelers defense so good that we're just blinded how bad their offense is, or are they legit? And to me, I think, you know, what's one notable win that they had where they blew out like a team? The Browns, thirty-five to six. Mm-hmm. Every other game is like, like their wins are like what? Like I think other than that game, they've won most. Like, Browns, their, Titans, and Ravens only notable wins, and one against the Ravens was when they were all on COVID. COVID against yeah. RG three, and RG three actually put up a little performance against them. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. But like, I'm like their offense is bad. Yeah, like, it's 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 it, really bad. It's putrid. Like it's putrid. You can't. Nobody could just sit here and say Juju is a number one receiver in the league. He's not. Like, you put him on most teams in the AFC, and I feel like he's, like, a number three. Like, I don't know, bro. Like, I, I don't really – I'm not sold on him. I'm not sold on Deontay Johnson. Like, I feel like later in his career, Claypool is going to be better than Juju. Like, I like Claypool. I'm not going to lie. No, I, th- I think Claypool is going to be a star. Oh, yeah. So, I, I think he'll be better than Juju. Like – do you remember Martavis Bryant? Yeah. Like, I feel like Claypool can be like him, but better. Like, Martavis Bryant was that deep threat for for the Steelers when he was playing. You know, like, he's running those long routes. He's catching the ball over people. And that's exactly what Claypool's going to do. He's going to run those deep routes. He's going to catch the ball over people, fades, you know, uh, red zone threat. But, like, bro, I'm not sold on them at all, man. Like, Martavis Bryant, I get the comparison – if he stayed like out of trouble, he probably would have been really good. Really good, bro. I, I think. I, liked him. I, I think Claypool's gonna be a back-to-back a thousand-yard receiver, a great red be. zone threat. But I mean, you were right. Their their offense is bad, and their defense hides it. I mean, right now they lost to they lost to Washington because they couldn't score the ball. They struggled against the Cowboys, who have a horrible defense. Horrible, bro. and the Ravens, <laughs> whose defense is okay, but a lot of players were on COVID, and. Right now, their defense is getting weaker. Devin Bush was out is out for the year. He got injured earlier. Bud Dupree, Bud Dupree is out for the year. But right now, look, they're, they're 23rd in total offensive yards. What's an offense that you think of in the NFL right now that's not a, a totally abysmal dumpster fire like the Jets? Like, what offense do you think is horrible in the NFL that has a good team, but their offense is just holding them back? Giants. Okay, another team. <laughs> um... Damn. I just said the Patriots. Okay. So the Patriots, they only have three more yards a game than the Patriots. And we look at the Patriots offense as something that is one of the worst in the NFL. NFL. Horrible. Yeah. And then when you look, they're second to last in rushing yards per game, only 89 rushing yards per game. That's only in front of the Texans, which are the worst. So they have no running game. And 
but either way, they're 11th in scoring offense because their their defense is so good. Exactly. They put them in great field position. Almost, yeah, like those picks that they're getting. Mm-hmm. Like Minka Fitzpatrick. Love and them, bro. the only way I'd be sold on the Steelers is if their running game was okay to complement that defense. But your defense is great, but you have no running game. You're not a great passing team. So you, I don't see how you can go far in the playoffs if you don't have an offense. Yeah, like... I, I bro, I have never been a fan of Big Ben. I've never been a fan of him. Like, and now, like, I just I'm not even I'm not sold on him. Like, even he said it yesterday. Like, if I can't play good, I gotta hang it up. And to be to me, after this season, he's gotta hang it up. Like, he he hasn't really done anything this year where you're saying, like, wow, Big Ben looked great this week. Nobody's ever said that this week. Not one week in the NFL. The thing about it is, I don't know what's wrong with the Steelers in terms of offense. I just know they don't run the ball well. But with that being said, I don't want to blame it on Ben. Mm. Because 29 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, he's having a phenomenal year off an elbow injury. Yeah, definitely. So I don't know if it's the play calling, if it's the design. It's something off with the Steelers because they have a good offensive line. So for them not to be trying to run the ball – that's is, what I'm saying. Is, is alarming. James Conner, when he, he first... Nice. He's nice, bro. I like him. I mean, he was. You yeah. know, J- James <laughs> Conner, when he took Le'Veon Bell's spot, we were comparing him to Bell. Yeah. And now he hasn't really been the same. And, like, two, not even two fantasy points yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's bad. Like, the Steelers are tied first in takeaways with Miami. So, they they force teams to turn the Their ball over. This is legit. They force teams to turn the ball over. Their thirds in defensive yards given up. First in defense points per game given up. So they don't give up much points on the defensive end. It's really just relies on that offense. And the knock on them all year is that they don't face tough competition. That's what I've been saying. And their next games are against the Bengals. Then they have the Colts, which is a tough game. That's We're going to see how they perform against the Colts. And then their last game of the season is against the Browns. So That's you know, two tough games back to back against teams that are looking to go far. In yeah, the playoffs right now. So they they beat the Browns earlier in the year, but I feel like what we're seeing now is a new Browns team. Yeah, bro, it's like, a new Browns team. They didn't team. even have Nick Chubb when they played uh, the Steelers. I don't think. Yeah, so we're gonna have we're gonna find out a lot about the Steelers moving forward and who they're gonna be. Mm-hmm. But it's just I thought this offense was gonna be better than they have been. But this offense, when you look at the points per game that they score. Yeah. It deceives you because really they're 11th in the league. You see, wow, they score the ball, but little do you know they score only because that defense puts them in position yeah. to score. And they're, like like I said, bro, they, they I haven't watched the Steelers game, and I'm saying, wow, like they look great. Like I'm really sold, and I really think they're going to go far. Like, no, I'm just looking like, like you're struggling against teams you shouldn't be struggling against. Like you could say, yeah, they went 11-0, and and that's really hard to do in the NFL. Because and you know any Sunday is like you know any given Sunday, but I'm just like that like you know you defense can only bring you so far. You got to score points to win the game. Mm-hmm. Like, you know you got to score the ball, and like, like you know like like you just said 11th and scoring you're gonna see that and say you know but they are scoring the ball. But like if their defense isn't taking like taking the ball away, what would they be right now? Like they'd be one of the worst teams. They'd be one of the worst yeah, offensively. Like, like you know you got to. Keep in mind too, like their defensive pass rush is what's getting them those turnovers. QBs are trying to evade the pocket, and make dumb mistakes, stupid throws, you know. And when you're down against a team like that, you know you're trying to win. You want to be the team that beats that undefeated team. 
So now you're going to try to air the ball out and blah, blah. And that's what that's really where they get their turnovers. If you see, like, teams trying to play catch-up, like, trying to be the team that takes down the Steelers. And, you know, so I just – their offense, I just don't – you know, I don't see them taking – like, making them that next-level team. Because if you can't run the ball, you can't pass the ball, then what, what could you do? Yeah, it's going to be tough for the Steelers moving forward. You know, they're giving me a lot of they're giving me a feeling of a of a first game upset in the playoffs. You know, they're giving me a feeling that they, they might lose that first playoff game. Like if if they have to see the Bills again, I, I would I would say the Bills are gonna take that game. If they even gotta see the Colts, I think the Colts defense could shut them down. I think so too, but I think the Colts offense is just so it's not yeah, it can't keep up. Phillip Rivers is yeah, I, I, it, it's not even Phillip. It's just that offense. Is I mean, if you, if you if you really have been watching the Colts past couple of weeks, T. Y. Hillen has been playing pretty good. He's you know playing like their their offense is kind of coming together right now. I feel like a little bit the running game is getting there. But Steelers, man, frauds, bro. I've been saying the frauds. I've been saying their offense, like their defense, is just disguising how bad their offense really is. Mm-hmm. I would say they were the best defense in the league. Yeah. I think too. I think they're they're up there definitely. They're up there definitely. All around I think they're up there. But offense, man. So next game we're going to talk about the Chargers beat the Falcons. And their defense stepped up in this game and I'm going to be honest, I, I I was I was watching the game today in the morning and it came to me a thought. I was like, "Wow, this game is really it's really like a it's like two two of the same teams, right?" Yeah, 100%. You know, the Falcons what are they known for? Blowing oh, leads. Please. Chargers, what are they known for? Blowing leads. I was like, wow, this like the same team. Like the AFC version of the Chargers is the Falcons and the end of the and the end of well, the AFC version of the Falcons is the Chargers and the yeah. NFC version of the Chargers is the is the Falcons. I don't know if I said that right, but whatever. Nah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, watching this game, the Falcons put up 17 points in the first half. And the Chargers, they really couldn't get nothing going in the first half and they had this horrible debacle um, before the half ended. I don't know what that was. Yeah. Where they were running the ball with 22 seconds. Yeah, left? and that's been the storyline of the Chargers all year. The kicker went on the field, tried to run mad quick, yeah. and he just missed the field goal. But the Chargers, for me, their defense has been costing them this whole year, and they stepped up, and they, they stepped up big this game. Matt Ryan, three interceptions. One of them was late in the game, vintage Matt Ryan. It was an out route. The corner jumped the route and intercepted it, Michael Davis, and it gave Chargers and Justin Herbert perfect position to go and try to get a game-winning drive. And I feel like that was a storyline of the game, to be honest. But a play that really pissed me off, though, as I was watching it, is I wrote it down right here. Justin Herbert threw an interception with under a minute left. And I was I was I watched that play and I said, ah, damn, that's a bad throw by Herbert. Damn. Mm-hmm. And it was a bad throw. It was a bad read. But then I'm I, I look at it and I replay the play back. And I'm like, holy moly. It was third and one. What what are they doing passing on third and one? Mm-hmm, exactly. With under a minute left. And they had all three timeouts. So it wasn't like the clock was gonna run down. What are you doing passing the ball on third and one? Yeah. And putting your rookie quarterback in a position to to want to make a hero throw. Exactly. 
And I feel like that's been the storyline with the Chargers all game. I mean, especially getting Austin Eckler back. Mm-hmm. Like, what did you what did you take away from the game when you saw it? Watching that game, like my brother's a Falcons fan, so we was watching the game together. I feel like every week I say this: the Falcons always have a chance to win the game. That offense is good, but then I always look at the Chargers. I'm like, bro, they got always a chance to win the game too. Like, you know, you look at Herbert, and I think he's really coming into his own in the NFL. He's really figuring out who he is as a quarterback, and he's figuring out fast. He's got good weapons on the offense. Uh, Keenan Allen's amazing. Mike, Mike Williams, deep threat. He's really good. Hunter Henry, I, I've always liked him. Austin Eckler's really good. Line him up anywhere, he's going to perform. Like, But, you know, like you just said, man, like Matt Ryan just ty- like week after week is just making these stupid plays at the end of the game with lead, and that's what's really costing them, like, you know, both teams were shooting themselves in the foot. And it was really came down to who's going to shoot themselves in the foot more. And, like, Falcons did. You know, and he, like you just said, throws that stupid interception to the out route. Then Herbert comes down. Game, like, what are they, didn't they get a game-winning field goal? Yeah, it was. They yeah. got a – Badgley hit a game-winning kick, mm-hmm. which is, is rare for him because yeah. he's very inaccurate. And it was all set up from, like, a beautiful Justin Herbert pass. He dumped it between two defenders to yeah. Johnson, and it was a great throw. I mean, the Falcons scored zero points in the second half. That's a problem. Yeah. Like, and he Matt Ryan threw all three of its of his interceptions, I believe, in the, the second, second half. half. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty at sure it was. At least two was in the second half. Yeah, at I least remember. two. At least. at least two. And especially, like, how do you put up 17 points? Like, what happens after that? Like, you know, how do you just, like – stall like that like if you really if if they put up like six points seven points i get it okay you're really not getting much going but like 17 points in the first half isn't bad like it's for a team like them in a game like that you know that's that could win you the game 17 points in mm-hmm. that in that game a game like that so like to just come out in the second half and just have like weapons like i know julio jones not playing but calvin ridley was one of the one of the best receivers in in the first half uh, of the season. Yeah, and one of the, the one of the touchdowns that Calvin really caught was thrown by Russell Gage. Yeah. It wasn't even thrown uh, by Matt Ryan. Yeah, exactly. So like I don't know. Like I just I just think the Chargers wanted it more. It really came down to, you know, are we gonna keep being that team that's a, that that like we just roll over and let teams walk all over us or are we gonna walk over them? And you know, Anthony Lynn is in the hot seat right now. He's, like, I think he's just going to get fired. Like, yeah. So, I think it was more the players saying to each other, you know, let's do this for us, for each other. Like, let's go out and get a win because we really, like, you know, uh, like a morale booster. So, like, I just think, I took from that game the Chargers wanted it more. Matt Ryan was just selling them out. You know, you got, they got they got a decent running game. Why are they not game managing, running, you know, running the ball, like, I get in the NFL, no leads ever safe, and you want to put up as much points as you can. When you're a team like the Falcons, playing a team like that, and you're up and you have a lead, you got to game manage, time management, run the ball, throw little, you know, try to get short downs to where you're throwing the ball to just get two, three yards. Not where you, all right, now we're third and ten. Let me air the ball out and make a stupid decision. Mm -hmm. So I think, like you said, Chargers defense showed up. Their D-line was there. Pass rush was all over Matt Ryan. They just wanted it more. Yeah, and, I mean, Justin Herbert had a great game. 243 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, 95 QB rating. I mean, he's well on his way mm-hmm. 
to get offensive rookie of the year. Definitely. The Chargers are That's four so and far, nine. Though. The Chargers are four and nine now. The Falcons are four and nine as well. So they have the same record. Yeah. And so, before we finish this segment, something that also ticked me off about this Chargers game was the play calling. You know, each week the play calling from the Chargers is abysmal. Yeah, it's like but, you can never tell what they're really mm-hmm. going, like looking forward to do. But when Austin Eckler has come back into the lineup last week and this week, it feels like they're trying to force feed him the ball. They're running a they're they're calling a lot of screens. As I mean, as they should though. I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not too sold on that idea. You know, they're calling a lot of screens for Eckler. I don't the feel like it's always I successful. Like, I didn't like the screen the like the, the play calling yesterday with him running the screens. I was like when you have deep threat receivers and you had a quarterback like Justin Herbert who's shown he can move the ball down the field, when you got three deep threat guys who can run almost every route in the route tree and a, and like a tight end who is, you know, a big guy, hard to like defend in the NFL. You got to you know let it fly. Like what do you have to lose? I feel like their play calling should definitely like be better, especially with Austin Eckler, bro. I just like he's the, in a lineup, and I, I feel like you just can't change your entire offense just because Eckler's there. I, I like just the feel idea. like they should have never called as many screens as they called. The screens I didn't agree with, but what I do agree with is them running the ball more to set up their their playmakers because, like, before Eckler was out, they, their running game was. You know, like a dumpster fire. Like who's it was hit or miss sometimes. It yeah. was like you know, Balaj came in one week and did really good, and then uh, Justin Kelly would come in one week and do good. But then there was like some weeks where it would be like they would no one would show up. But now with him, I'm, I feel like to figure out what kind of offense you are, he gives them more of like a, it opens up their offense more with Eckler back in the lineup to open up Keenan Allen and Michael mm-hmm. Williams and Hunter Henry. So like the play calling to like. Force feed him in that way to like with the screens and everything was like kind of kind of dumb, but like I do think they need to run the ball more with him to open up everything else. Yeah, I mean both teams, their problem is defense for the majority of the year. Now we're about to talk a team that has an elite defense in the NFL, the Washington Football Team. I hope they get a name soon, but right now it's just the Washington <laughs> Football Team, or abbreviated as WFT. I tweeted this early in the season after after they beat the Eagles. And even earlier than that, I had tweeted that they're going to have one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. But when they beat the Eagles, I tweeted this. I said, if their offense can be mediocre, they will, without a doubt, make the playoffs. And that's not even true. And they're in the playoffs right now. Their, their offense is dead last. They're, they're 30th in offensive yards per game, which is only up from two teams. They're 24th in scoring, which is mostly due to the field position they get from their defense. And damn, this offense is bad, but this defense is so elite that they have them at 6-7. and seven, And they're probably going to go in, into the playoffs over your Giants. I know you're hoping the Giants I, make it. I, like, So what I'm going to say about comparing them to the Giants, if you really look at both teams, both their defenses are trending upwards right now. Both playing great defense on that side of the ball. I would say uh, Washington has a better pass rush than us, but Leonard Williams has been playing like a top D tackle in the league right now. I will say that, regardless of what anybody got to say about him. But, you know, what I feel like is, you know, their offense is more diverse than ours right now. You know, you got a guy like Terry McLaurin who can run any route. 
He's fast. He's going to go up and grab the ball. Like, you want him on your team. Like, he's a good receiver right now. You, uh, Logan Thomas has been playing really well. They got two good running backs where they've been running a nice two-set uh, formation, using both of them really well. Like, their offense has a better chance of scoring than the Giants. And I don't know why, because I think that the Giants' offense has more talent. Like, like Washington, McLaurin is the number one receiver without a doubt. But, like, besides him, they don't really. Mm-hmm. But you guys have Evan Ingram, who should be better than he is. Darius Slane, who's who's okay. Yeah. Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate. Like, you guys don't have a number one, but you guys have a bunch of number twos. Exactly. And, like, we, we just got a bunch of guys who could just, like, run short routes and be, like, safety valves. We don't really have that one guy that's going to go and, you know, attack you downfield. And that's what I feel like the problem with the Giants is, you know, and also, we don't got a quarterback that could sit in the pocket and make reads. You know, Alex Smith is a veteran quarterback, played under Andy Reid. And that's what changed their season when they, when they put him to play. That's what I'm saying. Like, now, like, he's giving them the best chance to win, getting trying to get the ball to the playmakers. And he's looking, he's looking good against the Lions. He looked good. Like, I thought he had a good game. But, you know, when you're looking at, I feel like it's Giants or them. I really don't think the Eagles are going to keep winning. I don't really see the Cowboys figuring it out. There's just so much going on with them internally that, like, with the Giants, like, yesterday against the Cardinals, that's a must-win game. That's a, one of the biggest games of the year. You know, everyone had us losing, obviously. But, like, if you really watch that Giants game, we beat ourselves. You know, first first defensive drive, we, we goal line stand. Our offense does nothing. Like, our first four offensive drives were punts. And punting from inside of our 20, leading them to good field position. So it's like, how much can your defense keep you in the game? Mm-hmm. Your offense has to score. And I feel like that's what has been separating the Washington football team from the Giants. Is These last three weeks, they've been scoring and playing really good defense. Giants been playing really good defense. Like, if you look at that game against Seattle, they only put up 17 points. You know, like, their defense had to play so good for... To, like, let the Seahawks only put up 12 points. Yeah. And that's, like, you know, 12 points against the Giants, that's, like, you know, unheard of. That's, like, a free game. But, like, if you've really been looking at the way you've been playing defensively, you know, our defense, like, in the NFC East, our, our, those two teams are trending upward right now. And the other two teams are kind of, like, middle trending kind of downward. Because you don't really know what's good with Philly right now. Mm-hmm. And but talking about coaching and, you know, uh, the GMs in, in Dallas right now and, not playing for each other. It's just a whole big thing going on. So, like, I think whoever has to see the Giants or the Washington football team in the first round is not going to be happy. Like, if you think about the Rams or the Bucks, they're not going to want to fly to MetLife or wherever Washington. FedEx Field. FedEx yeah. Field to go and play them. They're going to, they're they're going to, like, it's like a yes and no type of thing. Yes, they want to play them because you, you do want to play a good defense. Get your, your offense ready. But then again, it's like, you know, those defenses are, are shutting down good teams. Yeah, and talking about shutting down, like the Washington football team, they're fourth in yards allowed per game. <clears throat> they only, they're third in passing, 10th in rushing, and they're sixth in scoring. And only behind teams like Saints, Ravens, Rams, Dolphins, and Steelers. What I, what, yeah, what I take from this is that the Saints have a good offense. The Ravens good rushing offense, yeah. but they score points. The Rams do too. The Dolphins do. The Steelers, somewhat. Yeah. But the Washington Football Team is the only team that their defense 
continually stops other teams from scoring, even though they're on the field so much longer than any other defense. Like, I don't know if there's a stat for that, but their defense is on the field a lot. A I lot, mean, yeah. yesterday against the 49ers, they scored two touchdown, two defensive touchdowns. One scoop and score, a forced fumble by Deron Payne. It was scooped by Chase Young. And then I was really impressed by this guy. His name is uh, Cameron Curl. He's a seventh-round pick. He's a rookie. He had a pick six yesterday. Saw that. And he's a really good safety. I, I just heard about him, and I did more research on him. This defense is elite. I mean, you look at their front forward, Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne. Montez Sweat runs a 4 4 1. That's faster that's than some receivers in the league. That's what I'm saying. Like, those you look, two guys are. Mm-hmm. Like, you look at the past four drafts. In 2017, they drafted Jonathan Allen in the first round. 2018, they drafted Deron Payne in the first round. 2019, they drafted Montez Sweat in the first round. And this past year, they drafted Chase Young in the first round. So, this D line is first round level talent. They're coming together right now. Mm-hmm. And I, if you ask anybody in the league, if you just ask me, honestly, if I'm taking a a two defensive end duo moving forward, I think Chase Young and Montez Sweat are at the top of that list of guys that I'm moving forward with. To start, to start a defense with right now, yeah. Yeah, like on the defensive line, I think those are the two guys that I'm taking over other guys. Maybe there's some other players out there. Like another duo would be like Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith. I mean, Jalen Ramsey... Aaron Donald. No, nah, but I'm talking about like just oh, on the just defensive on the, line, yeah. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Just edge rushers. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You're right. I mean, I, I really like Montez Sweats and Chase Young. I really mm-hmm. think that, like, you know, they're special players and they're going to be like, you know, like in that different category of DNs because it's hard to find DNs now and especially top talent DNs. And they're like living up to the hype right now. Mm-hmm. Their defense is playing really good and Landon Collins is on IR. They got some other players on that are injured right now, I believe. Like, I think Kevin Pierre-Lewis has been questionable for a little bit, but they have a bunch of under-the-radar guys. Like, I mentioned Kevin Pierre-Lewis. He's a really good cover linebacker. John Bostic, he's the leading tackler. They got a lot of guys, man, and I think their defense is going to be one of the best in the league for a couple of years. Yeah, If they can try to, one, maybe get a quarterback, you know, I was talking to some friends about this, and if they can maybe sign a Dak Prescott quarterback that's that type of level to go on that team with that type of defense. Sam Donald would not be bad. I don't know. Look, I Uh, like Sam Donald, but I'm not too sold, especially going into a place like that. I don't know. Like, I would want to play it safe. I wouldn't yeah. want to get a quarterback that's solidified. That, yeah, that's solidified. Exactly. Sam Donald is still a up in the air. Yeah, the maybe he can be good if he's in another system, but yeah. you don't know that for certain. That's true. But I'd love Dak Prescott, especially I think facing off against the Cowboys. I think he's above average, bro. I've always said like a lot of a lot of Cowboys fans don't like him. I I think he's good. I don't want to face him two times a year. I mean, the Cowboys, man. The thing about it is that Dak Prescott got all the blame last year. Definitely. And then this year, you look at it now, and they're they're wishing for him back. Wishing, bro. Mm-hmm. They wish they had him right now. Because they'd be one of the top teams in the NFL, I think, if they had him. No, nah, I don't think so. I, I think they would be in games, though. Because they get, like, embarrassed. I think that he brings the morale of the team up a lot. I think so, too. But I think that defense has just been horrible. Suspect. Very you can't. And I love C.D. Lambro, and I think he's great. But if you really look at what what are the team needs – that pick is just like, like what? Like 
I get it. You're trying to get a superstar. You're trying to, you know, find the gem in, in the draft. But, like, do it for your defense. Like, you already got Amari. You got Michael Gallup. You know, their tight end is... Who, who is um, Schultz. Schultz, yeah. You know, he d- does his thing. But, like, you got two guys who can do everything CD does. But, you know, I get it. You know, like, he's got, like, the most yards out of the slot or whatever. Or if he still leads it. But... For me, like, they should have drafted defense with that pick. Mm-hmm. But going back to the Washington football team, I feel like whoever makes it, Giants or them, can make a run. And everyone's calling me crazy, bro. Like, I, I think they can win the game. I, I feel like the Giants – I, me, personally, I, I said this, bro. If the Giants make the playoffs – we're making a, a miracle happen again, man. It's, like, it's not just the bias talking that you're a fan? Yeah. Nah, because, like, if you really look at our defense from when we won those two Super Bowls and then you look at our defense now, kind of similar. Good. But your offense wasn't as good. Nah, exactly. And Because we, we could run the ball. We had 2,000-yard rushers. Now, you know, we've been running the ball okay. No Barkley. That hurts. And you don't really have, a like you said, a number one receiver, a bunch of number two guys. So it's like, you know, who's going to be that receiver that, is going to take over the game for us. We don't have that. That's the thing. Terry McLaurin can take over a game, I feel like, personally. I think if defense key in on him, he can. Because he was kind of silent against the 49ers No, you're yesterday. right. Yesterday, he, he didn't really put up much. And, like, yeah, if you key him up. But, like, like the Giants, like, you could play man on them all day. You don't really have to run a zone. They, they don't really have anyone who's going to, like, blow past you too much. Maybe Golden Tate a couple plays, maybe Shep. But, like, our deep threat is Slayton. And, you know, Engram is just, like, like like you said, he should be way better than he is. He should be a top tight end in the league. And I he's just, just way like, too inconsistent. I just feel like we misuse him and he's, he gets injured too much. But the way things are looking right now with with how our schedule, like, that that week 17 against the Cowboys might make it or break it for the Giants, if mm-hmm. we, like, in or out. So, I I think – Either team makes it, they'll win a game. Yeah. I think one, and then after that, anything can happen, to me, to be honest. I think if they, they either team, like, look at the Bucks against the Giants. The Giants should have won that game. Like, to like, it was just a couple bad calls, I think, that the Giants got on defense that kind of screwed them over. And Daniel Jones on offense was Daniel Jones. That's why we lost. And against the Rams, we get that terrible pass interference call, I'm pretty sure, at the end of the game. Like, there's a lot of – if you look at the Giants, there's a lot of games they should have won. Like, they should not be 5-8, and eight, I think they are now. Mm-hmm. But then again, <clears throat> you look at, like, earlier in the season, Washington, like, they looked horrible. Because the, the quarterback change really benefited them a lot. Yeah. Alex Smith – is an on-the-field coach. Yeah, exactly. And he knows how to go through his second, third, and fourth read, so the offense runs much smoother mm-hmm. with him. But you were talking about the NFL playoffs and the NFC playoffs specifically. There's a division right now that they're trying to fight to see who's going to win that division. That's the NFC West. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals, we can kind of agree, they've kind of already, even though they haven't been eliminated completely from it, we already uh, know yeah, I don't think. it's between the Rams and the Seahawks. Your gut feeling, Rams or Seahawks, who's winning that division, the NFC West? Uh, I don't know. It would be a great game. Like, if they had to they play, face in two weeks. Like, 
that's going to be a great game. And and I think, you know, home home field obviously isn't really what home field is because no fans. But I do think it's going to matter who plays home. You know, and I say this because Seahawks are playing in the cold. You want a West Coast team who plays inside to come to you in the cold, have to play outside, make them uncomfortable. And then if you're the Rams, you know, you're playing where you want to play, nice, you know, weather, blah, blah. But I feel like if the Seahawks are home, they they get the matchup. Like, they, they'll take it. But what I'll say is that defense is so suspect. And the Rams can do a lot of different things on the offense. I think Sh- uh, Sean McVay is a great, like, just football mind. And I feel like he puts his players in the best position to win every game. And it really just comes up to, you know, will they perform? Because I, f- I love that offense and I love the defense on the Rams. I, th- I think the Rams are underrated this year, actually. And I do think that, you know, th- they could they could, you know, contend for a Super Bowl this year. The way that they've been looking. If you, see, like, look at them when they went to the Super Bowl against the Patriots, and then now they're kind of getting, like, last year they were off. They didn't really look too good. And I feel like this year they went back to what they were doing, and they got the run game coming down now, and Robert Woods is getting in space, and Cup has been, you know, getting his touches. So, like, it's really tough, man, because DK's a freak. So we're going to see Jalen against DK, but Tyler Lockett, Russ, you know, he makes magic happen. So, like, it's, like, like even teams, I feel like, almost. But, like, I feel like the Rams get the advantage because of their defense. I feel like the Rams, like, defensively are going to cause more issues than Seahawks defense. Because, like, if you look at how the Giants defense played against the Seahawks and how our pass rush was really what won us the game, uh, Rams got a better pass rush than us. So if they can put pressure on Wilson how we did, you know, then are they going to be able to put up those points that they're used to putting up? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the Rams' schedule is the Jets. They have the Jets, which is a win, the Seahawks, and Cardinals. You think the, you think the Jets is the automatic win? Yes, no doubt about it. You think the Jets are playing to win right now? I, yeah, I think they are, but I they're not they going are. to. I think they are, too. I feel like Gase is trying to win. But they're not going to. I don't to. think so, either. Maybe <laughs> against the Patriots or the Browns, but not against the Rams. Nah. The Seahawks, they have Washington, the Rams, and 49ers left. So it's That's kind of That's it's a, kind of yeah. an even, even schedule. Who are the Seahawks playing? They're playing Washington, the Rams, and 49ers. So I think whoever wins that game between each other, each other wins is going to win the division. That might be the game for the division. Yeah, the Rams have the tiebreaker currently, but if the Seahawks win that game, I think they hold the tiebreaker. Okay. But the thing with me is that I'm going to sound a little flip-floppy here. Earlier in the year, I picked the Rams to win the division. The Seahawks, I disagree with you about the defense. I think their defense is better. Their defense is average now. I mean, Jamal Adams just set the record for most sacks by a defensive back in NFL history. Their de- their problem has never been what people thought their problem was. People thought their problem was pass rush. It wasn't that. They're act- they actually get to the to quarterback fairly their, well. Their secondary is horrible. Their problem is just communication. Is that they don't know where each other, where everybody's going to be, and that's why they give up big plays. Mm. But their communication has gotten really better, and it shows. I mean, earlier in the year, they were like 31st in points allowed a game. Now they're 18th. Mm-hmm. So they moved up tremendously. 
But since they got a bad rap early in the year, we still view them as that bad defense, but they're not that anymore. They're still the third scoring offense. And the Rams right now, it's kind of like a juxtaposed position. The Seahawks are third in scoring offense. They're 18th in scoring defense. The Rams are 17th in scoring offense, and they're third in scoring defense. So it's really, what do you want to pick? And for me, it's about trusting the quarterback. And I don't trust Jared Goff. 19 I touchdowns. Knew, I knew he was going to say that, yeah. 11 interceptions. Russell Wilson has 36 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. I trust Wilson, Russell Wilson. And if you know I were to make a bet on it, I'd bet on the Seahawks to win this division. But because I picked the Rams to win the division earlier in the year, I'm going to stick by my pick and say the Rams are going to win it. I feel you. Even though I, I do... I do want to say the I do because want to say the Seahawks. I, I do agree with you when when you say like I feel like the game might come down to quarterback play because both defenses like like you know the Seahawks defense is definitely trending upward and the Rams are definitely trending up too. So I I do agree and I feel like it does come down to quarterback play, but I don't know. I just I just feel like the Rams defense is is really showing out. They're trying to. Ma- I feel like every game they're making a statement on the defensive end. Their defense is elite. But Jared Goff and Sean McVay's offense, to an extent, has kind of been figured out a little bit. Even though they they do do their thing on offense from time to time, Jared Goff is such a huge question mark. What Jared Goff are you going to get? Are you going to get Super Bowl Jared Goff where he was horrible? Or are you going to get Jared Goff when he faced Patrick Mahomes on on, on, on Thursday or Monday night, whatever whatever it was? (laughs) You know, which are who are you going to get? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's really the question, and Jared Goff, I said it in the previous video, he's holding back the Rams right now, and for them to win this division, Jared Goff has to play like a like a superstar. He's got to play really well, and to a certain extent, so does Russ. Yeah, yeah, he does. Because if he doesn't play like an, like the MVP, the MVP Russ, then they lose. Exactly. But the, like the only thing is, you know, he's always going to get it to his playmakers. That's the thing. It, like, it comes down to quarterback play, man. Like, is Jared Goff going to show up? Because mm-hmm. their defense always shows up week, week in and week out. But it's like, you know, him, he's, like, suspect. Like, you know, is he going to, you know, sit back in the pocket and sling it and make great reads and great decisions and, you know, do what he's got to do? Or is he going to go out there and be scared and take hits and, you know, make dumb reads? And, you know, it's just – you know what you're getting with Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah, you know what you're getting week in, week out. There are some games, like the Giants game, yeah. where that's surprising. Yeah, And that's exactly. the difference between the two. Russell Wilson has a game like that. It's surprising. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff has one. You and go like, here, it goes again. Here, yeah, okay. That's, you know, I'm used to that. You see, you when you saw Russell Wilson play last week, you're like, this is not Russell Wilson. Like, something's good with him. You know, it just, the feel is different from when he has a bad game and, like you just said, when either... When one of them has a bad game, it's expectable. And when the other, it's kind of looked at weird. Yeah. So we can say that I, I'm picking the Rams and you're picking the Rams as well because they're I would say I would say the Rams, yeah. I, I, got, I mean, I still got the Seahawks going far in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I think the division game comes down to that game in two weeks. And if the Rams win that game, I think they'll win the division. But I will say I think the Seahawks go farther in the playoffs ah, than okay. the Rams. So the Packers, they just clinched the playoff spot. So their spot in the playoffs is solidified. Mm-hmm. 
And I can say it's safe to say the division is solidified as well. They're going to win the NFC North. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think. And so. man, they're they're ten and three. One of the best teams in the league. Aaron Rodgers is playing like an MVP. Mm-hmm. How far can they really go though? How far do you think this is just same old Green Bay? They made the NFC Championship last year, but they lost to San Francisco. I would say no. Do you think they're gonna they're gonna make it that far again? I think they can make it far, man. Like a big. Two big games for me this year you could take away from the Packers is that loss against the Vikings and the win against the Bucks. And that loss They lost to the Bucks. They lost to the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. They got embarrassed. Okay, that okay, never mind. Yeah. So those two games you look at, you know, Vikings, everybody saying, yo, there should be a cakewalk for the Packers, you know, they're gonna win this game, all this, like like you know, we all know how suspect that Vikings offense is. And they lost that game. And to me, after that game, I'm just like, okay, that, you know, it may be a bad game or whatever. But then when they played the Bucks, you know, you're hoping for Rodgers to come out and show out and put up points. You know, he didn't He didn't do that. Didn't they score like 10 points? Yeah, I mean, he was getting pressured the whole game. Players couldn't get open. It was an embarrassing game. What I've noticed about the Packers is that when they go up against those defenses that are elite, that have good corners, that have great pass rushers, Aaron Rodgers gets hit a lot, and nobody can make a play because they key on on Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. And that, that's my concern with the Packers. My concern with the Packers is they don't have a guy outside of Devontae Adams. You know, Robert Tunyon has come into his own. Marcus Valdez-Scantlin is a burner, but he's very inconsistent. And Adam Lazard, you know, you still don't know what you're getting with him week in and week out. I mean, they have the first scoring offense, but the sev- they're 17th in defense in terms of points allowed, so... They allow a lot of points, and I was digging up on, on their stats, and they allow 20, they're twenty. they 21st in rushing first downs allowed. So teams keep drives alive on the Packers. And in the playoffs. Watch the Colts game. That was, mm-hmm. that was the, yeah, and in the playoffs, if you're going up against a team that can run or a good offense that you can't really stop, I, I, don't, I just don't see the Packers maintaining that level, especially when they don't have a second guy outside of Devontae Adams. I feel like their defense, what scares me about their defense is I feel like their secondary is not questionable. They're a solid secondary. They're they're a secondary that's going to put def- like uh, put pressure on receivers no matter who's in front of them. Their pass rush is what is suspect to me. Sometimes Rashawn Gary looks great. You know, wins his battle, one-on-one battles, getting to the quarterback, getting quarterback hits. Um, I forgot who's on the other side. But, you know, like sometimes Preston, I think Preston, Preston Smith. Smith has had an off years. Darius Smith is elite, though. He's their he's their pass rusher. Kevin King. is Kev, Kevin King is a corner. He's OK. The, the thing about it is that I think their pass rush is OK. I, I think like it's, it's good. It's inconsistent, though, sometimes. What I feel about the Packers is that they just can't stop the run. And, and it's That's been that way. Yeah. And it's been that way since last season. It's well, translated really to this have, season. They don't really have like that big guy in the middle. You know, they have Kenny Clark, but he's playing okay. It's yeah, not. that's what I'm saying. Like, if you if you look like one team that I think is horrible is the Bears. The one good thing about their defense is Hakeem Nix. You know, to have a guy like him in the middle and to stop that run, you know, like that's like intimidating on the offensive side, knowing that guy like him is there. Now, when you say about the pack, like a Packers on defense, you know. Uh, another team's knowing that they let up that many first downs on the rush, they're not going to be afraid to run the ball. And they're not going to be afraid to just be one-dimensional. Like a team like the Vikings, 
like, you know, now that you say that, that kind of makes sense why they got blown out or lost the game or whatever. You know, if you can't stop the run, you know, then, then you know. Davin Cook is going to run wild. And exactly. He, he had a great game against the Packers. Yeah, and running, the, you know, you can run four plays in the NFL, four run plays, and that's like three minutes off the clock already. Three, four minutes in the NFL is a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And this is the difference that I see in the Packers versus other teams. Other teams have elite defenses. You mentioned the Rams is one of them. These are the Packers' defensive stats, right? They're ter- they're 13th in rushing yards allowed per game. I mentioned they're 21st in first and in they're 21st in rushing first downs allowed. They're 14th in receiving yards allowed and opposing quarterbacks have a average of a 95.8 QB rating against them, which is ranked 22nd in the NFL. But they're 10th in rushing offense. It is now their offense now. They're first in QB rating. Aaron Rodgers has the best QB rating in the NFL. They're sixth in passing yards, and they're second in total offensive yards. You know, when you look at that, you say, wow, okay, so they have a lead offense. They have a average defense. Mm-hmm. The only way that average defenses can take a team over the top is if they take away the ball. And the Packers right now rank 27th in total takeaways which means they don't force turnovers. And if you're an average defense and you don't force turnovers, if you're an offense, you can't rely on that defense to make any plays for you to be in better field position or for you to get the ball back to make plays on the offensive end. And that's what I feel like is going to cost them in the playoffs. Can they go to the NFC Championship again? I think it's possible. I think they can. But I just think the the mismanagement of them – to not draft a wide receiver yeah, that was, in the that draft was, that was is going to haunt them on this Super Bowl run. I I truly believe Devontae Adams is that. He's a different caliber receiver to where no matter what, he's going to be open. And I think Aaron Rodgers is a type of quarterback where he's going to make anything. He's going to make something out of anything. So I feel like. They're gonna they're gonna do their thing offensively. You know they're a top offense. You know there's no question about it. Is their defense gonna play up to what they can play up to? You know are they gonna help Rodgers out? And I feel like that's the biggest question. You know is, when you're talking about playoffs in the NFL, is defense. It's how like defenses can lead you through the playoffs, mm-hmm. and we've seen that before with you know um, the Rams. Their defense led them through the playoffs. That that play uh, that Super Bowl run. Giants two years they won the Super Bowl. That's defense, and a couple of lucky plays on the offense, you know. But their defense was elite those two years. And now you're looking at them, and it's like, okay, your your offense is so good, you could pass the ball, you could run the ball, you could basically do whatever. But can your defense, you know, get you those stops to put your offense in a good position? Mm-hmm. And against the Colts, I feel like defense was. The difference in the game, late game, was it came down to defense. Their defense couldn't stop them, and yeah. you no, know, they were. They, Naheem Hines was running all over the place, and now, and you know, when a team is running really well on a defense, that's gonna bring everybody in the box. And when you got everybody in the box like that, expecting to run, knowing you know your guys are gassed and everything, now you're gonna air it out, throw it over the top. It, you know, it's just. It's not going to be it good. It creates a recipe for disaster. Exactly. And and talking about these, we just talked about two playoff teams, three actually, in the Seahawks, Rams, and Packers. So now we're about to switch into a team that's probably not going to make the playoffs, the Philadelphia Eagles. They're in, a, they're in an experimenting stage. Mm-hmm. 
They just benched Carson Wentz. Jalen Hurts started against the Saints, and he just got the nod to start again against the Cardinals this upcoming week. And I think everybody in Philly, people are split on this position. Some of them love Hurts. They want Wentz out. Some of them still want to give Wentz a chance. And the question is, is Jalen Hurts the future of the Philadelphia Eagles? Is he the future quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles? I'm going to say it's too early to tell, man. Because what are people going to say next week if he comes out and does horrible? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just too early to tell. One game looked great. I'm not going to lie. It looked great. Making good throws. If you watched him at Oklahoma, I'm pretty sure he went to, yeah, Oklahoma. Um, he was doing a lot of what he did there yesterday. Run, running when he has to. Uh, you know, keeping his poise in the pocket. Making good, strong throws. And I feel like they... They opened up their playbook a little more, allowing him to do that. But what I think opened up their playbook, which allowed him to have success through the air, was their run game. Miles Sanders had a great game running the ball. Mm -hmm. So I feel like them running the ball puts, you know, compacts the Saints defense more in the box, putting more guys rushing him. And that kind of gave him more of a chance to kind of sit in the pocket a little bit, get it to Rager, get it to his playmakers and – you know, that one, I think he had one touchdown throw. Yeah, to Alshon Jeffries, yeah. like a back shoulder throw. That, that was a great throw. Like, for him to be in his first game against a defense like that and make a throw to, you know, you're no, that, I would say that's their number one guy. So That should be their number one guy. It should he, be, yeah. If he was healthy. So I feel like for him to find him and make it, that was a great throw. You know, not there's quarterbacks who've been playing in the league who can't make that throw. Like, I don't even think Daniel Jones can make that throw. Daniel Jones can make that throw. Not consistently. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Jalen Hurts only did it once. That's what I'm saying. So, it's too early to tell. The, the thing really, with I me. Don't, I, I feel like I, I personally don't have an opinion on him. Like I think I think it's not too early to tell, and this is my answer. Jalen Hurts will be the future of the Philadelphia Eagles at quarterback. Not because he's better than Carson Wentz, but because that team... And that organization has given up on Carson Wentz. Isn't he making like 100 mil? Yes. So now you got a $100 million player on your bench. This is the thing with that is that they messed up paying him. He's a great quarterback, and I think he has potential to, to get out of this slump. But the thing about it is that when Nick Foles led that team to the Super Bowl, now you have a new leader in town. Now you ship Nick Foles out, Carson Wentz get, gets paid, Carson Wentz now has to prove himself and prove that he's a leader and prove himself once again that he's a great quarterback. And even though he's been playing well, I don't think Carson Wentz is a leader. He's not a guy that rallies the troops. He doesn't have a Dak Prescott-like personality, and that's okay. But Carson Wentz has been playing with this monkey on his back this entire time of trying to prove himself, which is why he goes and tries to play hero football and makes tight window throws that are bad reads and get intercepted because he's trying to prove himself. And it showed even more this season. Last season, what what is a constant theme of the season before? You didn't have Nick Foles there. So you were able to do your thing. You didn't you didn't feel too much pressure. Now Jalen Hurts is there. You feel like you got to play above and beyond to keep your spot. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's been doing and that's and it's costing because that's not the type of guy that he should be. That's not how he should be playing. Like He's playing hero ball. Exactly. He shouldn't be playing like that. I think this organization has failed him because the play calling has been abysmal for him this uh, this season. And they 
drafting is horrible. Mm-hmm. The drafting is horrible. The team itself has pretty much given up on him. And I think it's just a perfect storm that's leading to Jalen Hurts ultimately taking that franchise quarterback spot. But Jalen Hurts, I think, you know, he's a he's a I think he could he's a, a good quarterback. He's an okay quarterback. But I'm not a big fan of rushing quarterbacks. I'm just not. That's just me. I think they either one get hurt or they get figured out by the league. They won against the Saints, yes. But I mean, damn. Earlier in the game, Taysom Hill throws an interception. That was, yeah, that was and that was because Kamara dropped the ball. He didn't catch yeah, it. Was it put the Eagles in perfect field goal and perfect field position. They hit a field goal. And then actually they scored. They scored a touchdown off this possession, I'm oh, pretty sure. On the first drive, I'm pretty sure. I don't. Second, um, it was in the second that, quarter. Though, off of that, they scored. Yeah, it was six fifty-seven in the second quarter. I'm not sure if they. It was a field goal or a touchdown, but they scored nonetheless. Then in the second quarter, when the Eagles are up 10-0, the Eagles they have the ball at the eighteen-yard line. Miles Sanders goes for an eighty-two-yard run. Was that Jalen Hurts or was that just Miles Sanders going for an eighty-two-yard run? Yeah, exactly. They are up seventeen. No, the ball off. He didn't really exactly. <laughs> and then well, his, how much? How much did he throw for? He threw 167 yards, 57% completion percentage, one touchdown, and 106 yards rushing off 18 carries. 106 yards rushing. Off 18 carries. So, you know, he's the second quarterback. These are the second most rushing yards by a quarterback in their first start outside of Lamar Jackson. And because of that stat now, he's getting compared or whatever. Yeah. But 14-12 left in the fourth quarter. Jalen Hurts should have had an interception. C.J. Gardner-Johnson... He read the route, he jumped it, and he just dropped it. And it was, I don't think it would have been a pick six, but he would have got a big return off that play. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, the entire game, the Eagles' defense was just putting the Eagles in great field position to make plays. Yeah. And that's really what it was. So people want to talk about Hurts, oh, he was way better than Wentz. No, I mean, this this team, did it come alive? Did it have a spark under Hurts? Yes, it did. It had a spark. There was a different life. There was a different energy, and that's fine. But don't tell me that if Carson Wentz would have had that same defensive performance and field position and Miles Sanders would have had an 82-yard run that they would have not beat the Saints. I thought this game was mostly a team finally figuring out Taysom Hill and what the Saints are trying to do on offense with him. Then it was Jalen Hurts having a great performance. Yeah, like I don't think Carson Wentz wins the game. You don't think so? No. I think you, if they're up 17-0, I think I mean, they win. I mean, weren't they up 17-0 on Washington and lost? <laughs> Probably, yeah. I don't know. I forgot. That, that was week the, one. That was that week one. You know, like, like and he, he blew that lead. And he looked pretty good in that game. So, it's always, it's just crazy to me that Eagles always play better when he's not playing quarterback. I don't get it. Like, that Super Bowl run. He gets out. Like, you know, I guess, like, you could say that year was, like, the the year he looked the best, and then he gets injured, and then Nick Foles comes in, and out of nowhere they start looking great, and they go on to beat Tom Brady and the Patriots. So it's like, you know, is it is it, I think it's just time for him to go. I think he just needs a, mm-hmm. a change of scenery. Like, I think Doug Peterson has failed him, like you said. I think the organization has failed him. I've never been a fan of him, to be honest. So I don't really have, like, much of an opinion on him. But I do think that, like, he could go to another team and and thrive. Like he he's a smart football player. Like he has the IQ. He's got the arm power. It's just can he stay healthy enough and like 
play the football that he knows he could play. Because, like, now you're a guy who gets injured. And now you got this young guy who's sitting there behind you. You know that going out every time. And then, like, you know, he's taking crazy hits. He's running the ball. Like, he's doing everything for his team. And, like, you got to commend him on that. And that's the thing is that Jalen Hurts can do that. Yeah, Because exactly. he's a running quarterback. He's a rookie. But in reality, you don't want your quarterback doing that. And no no team that's invested that much into their quarterback has their that. quarterback doing that. Exactly. Jalen Hurts, all those injuries. Jalen Hurts right now for the Eagles, they're paying him pennies on a dollar. Yeah, they're not paying there. him nothing. Nothing. So they're like, oh, if he gets hurt, who cares? It's not much of an investment, even though they want, want him to be him. the quarterback. Yeah. But for Carson Wentz, it's like, if he we gets hurt. invested in you, yeah. and you've gotten hurt time and mm-hmm. time again. If and he gets you, hurt, that's a lot of money down the drain for them. Now he's playing horrible. Like, he's looking bad. But you, you, you were right. You know, it's time for them to move on. The situations. It's just. It's just time. Sometimes situations aren't a fit for you. Exactly. Like, and Sam Darnold. Not for a fit. the Jets. He's exactly. Not a fit, exactly. Man. I think that somewhere else he will be good, just not the Jets. I feel like you could put him on the Steelers, he would be good. I think the 49ers, he would be good. Um, what other team? Like, I forgot who else I, I had in mind. But, like, I think Sam Darnold could, you know, thrive somewhere. Now Wentz is kind of up in the air. Can he go somewhere and thrive? Can he stay healthy? and Can he play the football that people have seen him play in 2016? I'm banking on yes. That's what I'm banking on. I'm banking players on like him succeed in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it, he's had success. He's had success, but it's the best available. Like your the best ability in the NFL, or and not even in, in the NFL in sports. The best ability is availability. Can you be there for your team? You could you could have um, Tom Brady like talent, but if you're getting injured every game and not playing, what does that do for you? Mm-hmm. And for him, I feel like his team sees that. You've let us down in a way, in a way like getting injured isn't his fault, but in a way like, you know, we invest our time, we practice around you, we game plan for you. And now, you know, you're not there in the biggest moments that we need you there. So how do you want us to give your all for you when you ain't, when you're kind of not giving your all to us, you know, and it sucks because he gets injured. How can you blame someone for getting injured? But when you're not there for the team, well, what could they do? You know, at yeah, that exactly. point. At that point, it becomes a business. You know, what could we, how, you're not helping us, so how are we going to help you? You know, we helped you. We gave you this contract, and now, you know, you're, you're, you look, you look bad. You look horrible. Yeah, and I, <laughs> for me, I just think quarter, this is his first bad season. I'm going to let him slide, and I think it's time for him to go to a different situation because I feel like the Eagles have else, failed him, and I think the locker room has lost him as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't, they don't, they're not, you're not invested in your guy. The whole team is at, you know, like, mm-hmm. a, like a disbelief sort yeah. of thing. And, like, going back to the Jets, I feel like Sam Darnold does what he can to keep his guys together to try to play and win. Like, him, I don't know, man. <laughs> I just don't know. So now we're about to go to our second to last segment of the episode. NFL pick on week 15. This is a simple segment. I'm going to name the games. You name who you think is going to win. We're both going to name our picks. This is for week 15. So first game, Thursday night football, Chargers versus Raiders. Who do you think wins this game? I know people are going to come out and say, oh, Raiders, Raiders, Raiders. Raiders should win the game. But what I'll say about the Raiders is we've had, we have seen them 
play teams that they should blow out or teams that they should at least win. And they have, and you know, they feel like they play to their competition too much. So about that game, I will say I'll pick the Raiders. You know, I got the Raiders winning. Who's home? Raiders. I got the Raiders winning that game. But, like, in a weird the way the NFL has been working, I could see the Chargers being in the game. I think the Chargers win this game. The Raiders have been a really bad second half of the year team. Mm-hmm. Last year, they blew their chance for the playoffs in the second half of the year. Their running game right now is suspect. This year, it's going to be the same. I see the Chargers winning. Next game, Bills versus Broncos. Who do you have? Yeah, it's easy for me. I got yeah. the Bills. Even though Drew Locke's coming off a great performance, yeah, four touchdowns, but he's too uh, too much of an inconsistent quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with the Bills in this yeah, game. Bills, especially coming off being the Steelers. Bills are in, they're in like work mode right now. Yeah. Looking for the playoffs, trying to get hot at the right time right now. And I, I think they're locked in, and I got the Bills. Yeah. Now, next game, Panthers versus Packers. Who wins that game? Got Packers. Packers should definitely win that game. Panthers, I mean, they they play tough, but I they got the play, Packers they too. They play tough. That's what I'm saying. They they might be in it. They might, you know, make defensive plays here and there. I, that offense to me is just, you know, so inconsistent. Teddy Bridgewater and Robbie Anderson look great one week with DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel at the backfield. And Mike Davis has been doing his thing this year. But then some weeks, you know, like no one's there to be found. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the Packers defense, that, that's a good game for the Packers defense to kind of figure it out a little bit. Try to, you know, get be that run-stopping defense that they need to be. So I think it's a good game for them to yeah. get going. So I got the Packers, too. Next game, Texans versus Colts. Who do you got? I love Deshaun, man, but I got the Colts winning that. I think their defense is just too much for what the Texans got on offense right now. Yeah, I do, too. I mean, Will Fuller is out. Last game versus the Colts, Chad Hansen and Kiki Kute had 100 yards receiving yeah, each. That- I think the Colts are going to figure them out. It's not going to be the same outcome. Mm. I was surprised the Bears dominated them as bad as they did. Yeah, that was actually shocking mm-hmm. to me. So I definitely have the Colts winning this game. Next game is the Lions versus Titans, and I got the Titans in this one. I got the Titans, especially coming off the game Derrick Henry just had. He's going to look to have another game like that, and they're mm-hmm. going to look to feed him as much. A.J. Brown, if he stays healthy, I say he has another. Uh, I say he has over 100 receiving yards. Like I don't see anyone that could guard him on that team, so I got the Titans. Next game, Bears versus Vikings. Who do you got? I hate the Bears, bro. I really hate the Bears. I feel like they're god-awful. I, I, I'm i taking Vikings. The Bears are horrible on offense. What, what, what I will say, though, it's going to it's gonna be fun to see that Bears defense play against Dalvin Cook because I know Hakeem Nix isn't going to take it lightly, lightly. I know Khalil Mack's going to come out to play. Um, so it's going to be a fun game to watch. Like it's it's a it, that's always a tough rivalry game, but Vikings should win that game. But that offense is suspect as well, so it's kind of a toss up, you know, if you're really looking at it. But I got Vikings. Yeah, I mean, I got the Vikings because I think their defense has been playing better. Mike Zimmer is trusting is, his uh, young Howie secondary more and more. Who? Howie Kendricks, the linebacker. Eric Kendricks. Eric Kendricks. Um, I'm not even sure if he's back, but even without him, I think the Vikings win this game. They need this one more. You they know, they're to, still yeah, in the playoff to, hunt. Yeah, they need to win it. So they need this one more. Next game, Seahawks versus Washington. As good as Washington's defense has been, I got the Seahawks in this one. Why? It makes sense to pick the Seahawks. 
But seeing how the Giants played against the Seahawks, a team like Washington is going to say, you know, let's go out and win this game because we know we can. And Washington can win that game. But I will say that Seahawks are going to come out really, really hungry. You know, they came out yesterday hungry. Said, you know, let's let's bounce back on track. We just lost a game we shouldn't have lost. Let's bounce back. Made us. That's they were won thirty eight to seven, or something like that against the Jets. Forty to three. Forty to three. So they just put up forty points. They're gonna look to to roll. So I think I think the Seahawks come out and make like a statement win. Mm-hmm. But this but Washington football team is gonna come out looking to win that game. Next game, the Patriots versus Dolphins. I'm gonna say this: if the Dolphins weren't as, weren't coached as good as they're coached. I would pick the Patriots easily because I don't think Tua has a dominant performance against the Patriots. No. But I'm going to pick the Dolphins because of everything else. Because of their defense, I think they'll force some turnovers, put the offense in great field position. I got the Dolphins in this game. I'm going to have to disagree with you. I'm, I'm not really sold on Cam Newton. I'm not saying he's good. I think that offense is... They figured out what they want to do, but I don't think they execute their game plan effectively week in and week out. But I feel like Bill Belichick, against division games, he knows how to coach against them, I feel like. Like him as a coach, like he schemes and game plans the right way. And I don't know. I just feel like the Patriots are going to come out hungry. They know they're not in it. And the Dolphins are. They're kind of in the thick of things right now. So I feel like um, right now, with the way their team's working out, Bill's going to want a coach to win to, to make it, you know, like to keep his, like, like obviously they're going to keep him, but, you know, he kind of wants to show the league, like, I still got it, you know, with the team that he's got. So I feel like he's going to coach to win, and they're going to, he's going to have his players ready, and Cam's going to be hungry to win that game. So I got the Patriots winning. I think their defense could show Tua a bunch of different things, and Stephon Gilmore, is Stephon Gilmore playing, or? I think he should be. If he's be. playing, then I think it's going to be a long day for Tua. But seeing the way that Tua came off, like I don't think Tua is going to play how he just played. Basically, is my whole thing. So I got the Patriots winning. Mm-hmm. So next game, Jaguars versus Ravens. This is easy for me. I got the Ravens. 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 Yeah. And <laughs> the next game, Buccaneers versus Falcons. I got the Bucks in this game. They I need got, this one. I got the Bucks. They need it. They need this game and. If they allow the, the – I'm going to say this. If they allow the Falcons to hang in the game, then the Falcons could come and win it. But they got to dominate. Like, they need a dominating performance right now. Yeah, okay. I agree. So, I got the Bucks. I think Tom Brady's going to get his all his players fired up. You know, he's not accepting what's going on right now. So, I feel like they're, they're getting – they're doing what they got to do right now at practice, and I feel like they come out and win this game big. So, next game, 49ers versus Cowboys – it's 49ers. It's an easy pick for me, too. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I could see the Cowboys winning this game. I mean, yesterday you kind of look at that game, and, you know, you, I know you, you might not, you might have not thought the 49ers could have won that game, but a lot of people had 49ers to win that game yesterday. So I feel like the way the, the 49ers are looking with their quarterback situation, I think the, the Cowboys could win that game. So for me, I don't really, I don't know. I don't want to take the Cowboys, so I will say the Rams, but I really won't be. 49ers. Su- I, yeah, the yeah, 49ers, yeah. but I really won't be surprised if the Cowboys win. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I can see what it, you're saying, but I just feel like Nick Mullins is bad, bro. I don't think he's that. He's gonna be bad against a defense that's awful like the Cowboys. Their secondary. I mean, I feel like the Cowboys secondary is all right. I think their linebackers and pass rush is horrible. I, feel I like, think it's the opposite. Really? Yeah, I think their pass rush is okay. The linebackers are are there. I feel like I they think got, their secondary is awful. I feel like they have no linebackers that can keep up with a tight end or a slot. You know. Like like a like a quick slot or a big tight end. I just feel like they can't keep up with that. I I like a Wouzier. I think that he could keep up with receivers. Their their safeties are what kind of like their defense isn't good. That's really yeah, what it's, it comes it's down. one of the worst in the league. Yeah, yeah, they're just not good on the defense. But you know their offensive weapons are there. Mm-hmm. That's what really like just tells me like they could put up points, and I don't think the 49ers can. Especially with all those defense that they have on on the defensive side, so I could see the Cowboys winning, but I'll, I'll go Forty ers Yeah. So next game, Eagles versus Cardinals. I know Jalen Hurts coming off a a good performance, and but Kyler, I got the Kyler, Cow- Cardinals, Cardinals in this game. Cardinals didn't really look too good against the Giants yesterday. In the first half, I'll say because in the, I mean, even in the third quarter, we kind of we didn't. We I think we held them scoreless in the third quarter. So, Kyler's got to figure it out. But like so, I think this is a good game for the Cardinals to come out and win and really show out and get back on track of what they're trying to do. Because mm-hmm. before the Giants win, they were one and four in the last five games, and that was off of a hail mary. So exactly. Th- so they're trying to really, you know, playoff push, kind of figure it out, get it going right now. So I got I got the Cardinals right now. Definitely should, should yeah. win the game. But I'm I'm excited to see that Slay Hopkins matchup because. Slay's been getting burnt by res- by receivers because so. he's playing elite ones. I think Hopkins is gonna dominate that matchup. Yeah, I think I think so too. But it's gonna be good to see. It's gonna be a good one. Yeah. So I have the Cardinals. We both do. Next game: Jets versus Rams. I got Rams. the Rams. I got the Rams. I got yeah. the Rams in this one. Next game: Chiefs versus Saints. This is a good game, but it's a great game. And I'm going Mahomes, man. I I love Mahomes. I love what they're doing in Kansas City, and I think they win this game as well. Yeah, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to win this game as well. Taysom Hill, they're starting to figure him out. They have yeah. more film on him. Mike, so I got like, the Chiefs. And, you know, Mike Thomas is amazing, bro. I love Mike Thomas. And I just feel like he's not getting him the ball enough. And that's hurting him. You know, that's your guy. You know, he what he had the, he has, like, the most receptions ever in a season, right? Like, last yeah, season. Yeah, he did. So it's like, you got to get him the ball. It's not like he lost a step or anything. Like, he's there. He's ready to play. He wants the ball. He's hungry. And. I just feel like they're not getting him the ball enough, and I don't think that he's capable of getting him the ball enough. So I got the Chiefs in this one. So next game, Browns versus Giants. And, you know, I know your Giants have been playing better defense, but I think the Browns win this game. I don't think that Daniel Jones won. The Browns are one of the better rushing rushing, defenses in the league. And if you guys can't run the ball, I don't see you guys beating the Browns. Uh, I'm gonna agree with you. Uh, this is a must-win game for the Giants. If they're looking to make, if they're looking to make the playoffs, you know that's a must-win game, especially with uh, the way the schedule is looking like for Washington. I got the Browns. You know, I I hate to say it, I do think the Browns are gonna win just because Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are looking really good this this year. If I feel like when Baker is outside of the pocket, he's been has has a lot of success this year. So, and, and uh, us against quarterbacks like that, we've seen a lot like yesterday with Kyler, third downs, Kyler was running all over us doing whatever they wanted to do. So, I feel like if the Giants offense plays like that again, we're getting blown out. 
So I got the Browns. And then the last game, sadly, this is a Monday night football game, but the Steelers versus Bengals. I think this is easy for me. I got the Steelers. I got the Steelers too. I, with Joe Burrow not playing, the, the Bengals are kind of defeated every game. Yep. Before the game even starts, you know, they, they were, I was going to, I would say there were a, a decent team with Joe Burrow. They looked good. Their defense, you know, was hungry. The offense was, you know, they wanted to go out and play. And I feel like he was giving them that in the locker room, like a leader, like, hey, like, like, let's go out there and compete. Like, you know, let's, let's change the narrative of the team. And now with him injured, I just think that narrative is back and they're just, they feel that. So I think they get dominated. Yeah, and this is going to do it for our Week 15 Pick'ems, NFL Pick'em Week 15. So, guys, comment down in the comment section below. Which pick, which team are you picking this week? What upsets do you have? We want to know. Comment them down in the comments below. Let us know. Now, we're going to go to our final segment of the episode, NFL Power Rankings Week 15. Top 10 teams in the NFL. We're going to go from 10 to 1. I'll start, I think, the 10th best team in the NFL right now is the Indianapolis Colts. They beat the Raiders. Their defense is legit. Jonathan Taylor is starting to get it going. He had 100 yards rushing yesterday. Mm. I mean, he played so well, and the Colts did as a whole, that the Raiders fired their defensive coordinator. So I think the Colts are definitely the 10th best team in the NFL right now. And, man, their defense is legit. If they can get that offense going, they might be higher for me. I think 10 is a good spot for them. It depends where you got the Raiders. Because with the way the Raiders are playing recently, they could be down there somewhere. I don't really see the Raiders being a top five team. Mm-mm. Definitely not a top five team, but top ten, yeah. So I, I feel like the Colts in there is a good spot because of the way their offense is playing. But I could kind of see them being like eight, maybe eight or nine. Yeah. So now the next team Number nine, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think this is a little bit low for them, but it's because, I mean, their win against the Vikings, yeah, they won, but it wasn't that impressive. They've been inconsistent, and every team that I have above them has been showing something better. Mm-hmm. I still think that Tampa Bay Bucks have one of the top three highest ceilings in the NFL, but they just still have to prove themselves, and they haven't done it yet on a consistent basis. I think that spot is good for them, the way they've been playing recently. Like you said, they haven't really been showing, like, domination. There's a lot of miscues still going on. It doesn't really seem like Tom Brady is comfortable in the offense yet. It doesn't seem like um, they all are on the same page. Gronk's kind of coming into his own right now with the offense. You know, Brady's looking for him more. It's, it's working. So I feel like right now it's a good spot from the way they've been playing. And for them to move up, they got to, you know, win big against the team. And I feel like this week is a good week for them to do that. So I feel like it's a good spot for them right now. Yeah. So now the number eight ranked team for me, the Los Angeles Rams. I th- I mean, they beat Tampa, so they should be above them. Their defense is one of the best. Sean McVay, you mentioned earlier on the show how he's an offensive genius. Mm-hmm. And Jared Goff, I mean, he's the only reason why they're eighth. You know, if he was yeah. more consistent, the Rams would be higher because their defense is legit. It's just Jared Goff and his inconsistency is what is holding them back from possibly being a top five team in the league. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with you. I feel like if he played more consistent at the quarterback level, giving them um, more of a chance to win games that they should be winning, like against the Bills, 
I feel like they could have won that game, and I don't think that they did because of him, the way he played at quarterback. So I think where you got them at right now is good, and I mm-hmm. feel like if he could play better against the Seahawks, they would be definitely uh, higher on the list. Yeah, so now my seventh-ranked team is the Seattle Seahawks. And I know some people might be like, oh, the Rams are higher. But for me, I think the Seahawks' defense is playing better. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson is still a top-three quarterback in the NFL. Their offense is great. Their defense is coming alive. You just can't count out the Seahawks. And you mentioned it that you think the Rams could win, are going to win the division, but you see the Seahawks going farther in the playoffs. Yeah. I do see them going farther in the playoffs because of what they have around them. Russell Wilson is, is – a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Pete Carroll has been doing this for years. You know, um, Jared Goff's been to a Super Bowl. Didn't really play well in that Super Bowl. There wasn't one touch. There was only one touchdown scored in that Super Bowl. So it was a really defensive game. Um, we haven't really seen Jared Goff make like big playoff moments happen. You know, so that's why I feel like with the regular season, with the schedules, the way they work out, they could win the division. But I feel like going far in the playoffs, like those guys who were there on the team when they were here have to really come together and lift everybody else up because they do have a lot of new a lot of new pieces on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the the Seattle Seattle's more solidified with what with what they're with what they want to do and their whole scheme is there and the players are already bought in and meshed together with which how I feel like with the Rams is they're kind of still figuring it out a little bit with their run game now starting to come into it and trying to get the misdirection plays going and all that and getting golf out of the pocket to find his players out in space. So, yeah, I think I think right now Seattle's ahead of them in that aspect because Seattle's got it more figured out right now than the Rams do. Mm. But it's it's it, it, that, that game against them is going to be a great game, I feel like. That's going to be a good one to watch. Yeah, I think so too. It's in two weeks from now, so... I'm hoping for a great game. Hopefully yeah. it's prime I don't even know if it is. But the sixth-ranked team in the NFL, this might be a little bit high, but I got the Cleveland Browns here. I mean, Baker has not had a turnover in five games. The Ravens and Browns game is going on right now. So while we're recording this, so don't chastise me if Baker's doing bad right let's now. See, let's see what the score is looking like. But they have an efficient offense. Their defense isn't great, but it's not a cakewalk either. They get the, do- they, they get the job done. So I feel like the Browns are the sixth-ranked team in the NFL currently. Right now we got 21-14 and a half. Who's winning? Uh, Ravens are winning. Right now Baker is 12 for 23 with 134 yards. No touchdowns, no intos, no sacks. Um, Lamar is right now 3 for 6, 53 yards. He's taking four sacks. But he does have seven rushes for 78 uh, yards and he has two touchdowns. So Baker doesn't have a turnover then. So no, but okay. Lamar does have two touchdowns. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I have the Cleveland Browns as my sixth ranked team right now in the mm-hmm. NFL, and I mean they've been coming alive and they've been proving a lot of people wrong recently. I kind of feel like that's a little high. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of would put Seattle over them, to be honest, and maybe the Rams as well. But you know they are. What are they? Eight and three. Nine and three. Nine and three. They have beat very good teams. You know, they're shocking the world right now, I would say. Nobody would expect, especially with Beckham out right now, the, the way that they're playing. So I feel like it is a little high. But because I don't, I don't really see them doing anything in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't. But, you know, their record is good, and they have been good teams. So 
mean, I guess it is what it is, and people would agree with you. And but to me, I just feel like they should. They should just be a, a spot lower. I feel like Seattle could be over them, and and maybe the Rams. So I, I don't know. I feel a little shaky about that. Yeah. Now my fifth ranked team is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they dropped tremendously after 100%. they lost to the Bills. I mean, they have a great defense, but they they don't have any offense. They're one of the worst-ranked offenses in yeah. the NFL in terms of everything outside of scoring. When you look at yards and how much they generate, they're one of the worst in the league at that. And, I mean, they have a bad offense, no running game, just a great defense, and schedule hasn't been good. Loss to the Bills, now Washington. They're not better than any of the teams I have in my top four right now. Um, I think that's a good spot for them right now, especially – last two weeks with the way they looked and even the week before that against the Ravens Mike uh Mike Tomlin was like saying that we sucked against the Ravens and you know a team like a game like that you know with everyone on COVID you got to dominate so with the way they're playing right now I think fifth is a good spot yeah so now my number fourth ranked team is the New Orleans Saints with this current Taysom Hill uh, team Mm -hmm. I mean they're I think their offense and defense is balanced they know what they want to do week in and week out but, I mean, they just lost to the Eagles, and yeah. they put up zero points in the first half. I don't feel like that should have happened. You're facing a rookie quarterback. You should be able to win that game, and I think they blew it. Especially with the offensive weapons you got and the guys you got on defense. Mm-hmm. Got to win that game. Yeah, exactly. Got to figure it out any way possible. You got to win that game, and, and they didn't. So, it happens. You know, it's a bad game. And like you said, you know, Taysom Hill's kind of starting to get figured out now. But I think four four is perfect for them right now. That's definitely where they're sitting because they are a great team. Mm-hmm. Sean Payton is a great coach. And I feel like when Drew Brees comes back and he does have Mike Thomas back and all those issues are, are done with, um, I feel like they could make a run too. But in the playoffs, you know, they're known for, for choking it. So hopefully, you know, they change the narrative around. They can get a playoff win and make it out the first round. Yeah, so my number third, my third-ranked team this se- this week Going into week 15 is the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. They just clinched the playoff spot, and I mean, they're number three because of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's 39 touchdowns. I'm pretty sure four interceptions, one of the most efficient, if not the most efficient quarterback in the NFL. He's just playing on a different level, and he has the Packers on a different level. I think right now they're the third-ranked team in going into week 15. I would agree with you. I think Devontae Adams is doing his thing. Aaron Rodgers is doing his thing. Aaron Jones and uh, Jamal Williams have been proved to have success this year, and I think the defense is – hopefully they figure it out. Hopefully they could pull it together these last couple of weeks, and I think third right now is just where they're at. I think, you know, they, they, they definitely have a chance to make it out of the, the NFC. Mm-hmm. So my second-ranked team is the Buffalo Bills. Huge win over the Steelers. Josh Allen, MVP level, and I think their defense is starting to get back into form – of how they looked last year. I mean, you can you can interchange the two between the Saints, the Packers. They could be over the Bills. Mm-hmm. But I think after they won against the Steelers, they deserve to have the number two spot right now. Um, I feel like that's a little too high for me. Um, Only because I'm just not – I just need to see Josh Allen in the playoffs. That's, like, my whole thing. I, I guess, I you know, I got you, like, power rankings is regular season. And right now, they, they just got a huge win. That's a statement win for them. That's a huge confident booster for that locker room. And, and I think right now I would put the Packers over them. I would I would put Packers two and them at three. Only because of 
how Aaron Rodgers has been playing in that offense. So I would like to, I'm I'm curious to see how they keep playing forward. Mm-hmm. I I, I want to see success. Like I like their jerseys a lot. You know I'm, I I like Josh Allen as a guy. You know I like I just I I think they have a solid defense. So two I don't know, but definitely two or th- definitely like three, three or four. I got them at I would say, but that that win last night really should mm-hmm. put them over the edge of I, I got, over a lot of teams. Yeah, now the first-ranked team shouldn't surprise anybody. The Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I mean, you turn the ball over four times against the Dolphins and you still win the game. That just goes to show how dominant the Chiefs are, not only in the regular season, but in the playoffs they've been as well. Yeah. They are by far the best team in the NFL right now. I would I would really agree with you. Like That offense is... Patrick Mahomes is something else, man. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's all you got to know is Patrick Mahomes. Like, you put anybody out there, he's going to find you. And Andy Reid, with his offense, you know, puts them in the best position to win every game. And I feel like their defense is just going to keep playing solid and they'll, they'll, they'll figure it out and, you know, get together and really play that Super Bowl defense that they got to do. And I feel like they'll be fine. I feel like unless you're putting up 30-plus points, you're not beating them. Yeah, exactly. And that's going to do it for the power rankings going into week 15. You guys comment your top 10 list. And if you guys didn't know, the title of the video is called NFL Power Rankings Week 15, but it's the top 10 teams. So, yeah, comment your top 10 teams in the comments below. And thanks for watching. And that's going to do it. We we did all the segments for today. Mm-hmm. This was a great episode. No, thank, I'm yeah. glad that you came. Yes, sir. Thank you very you know, much. No, second for having time me, having you as a guest. It was awesome. Yes, sir. I I enjoyed coming, man. I've been trying to come back, but I was at school, so um, I'm happy to be back. It was a great, you know, great talking to you. Great experience. Place looks awesome. So it was, it was great. I hope you guys tune in. Let us know. Let us comment. You know, comment whatever you guys think, and keep watching, man. Great podcast. So yeah, man. You guys know where to find us, and if you don't know, it's at Pickaside Podcast on Twitter and TikTok. Pickaside Pod on Twitter, Pickaside Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And yeah, this is gonna do it for the show. So thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one. This is Jonathan Macri from the Knicks Film School Podcast. In case you didn't know, the show you are listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, podcast network, and business operations. Now, they are raising a another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You could invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. Blue Wire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you would like to be a part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com backslash blue wire.